Hello everyone, it's so good to see you. Uh, we've been studying about the book of love, the book of First John. And as I said in the beginning, uh, this is uh, part four, as I said in the beginning, this book is uh, has so much to say about love, but there's three other words that are also used in this book a lot is life and light and know or knowledge. <clears throat> so knowing the truth is really important, so important it's mentioned 37 times in this book. So in our previous sessions, we've seen why knowing the right things are really important as we go along. So if we don't know sound doctrine, we can be led astray and mixed up and even doubt God's plan of salvation for us. So part one and two was an overview of the book addressing false teaching and heresies that were really, really afflicting the church at that time. And part three was about Jesus, what First John has to say about Jesus and about the Holy Spirit. And today we're going to talk about God's love for us and our love for God and our love for our brothers and sisters in the Lord. So first of all, I'm going to just share some things that First John says about uh, God's love for us and uh, use some other scriptures too. But there's no greater force on this earth than the love of God. There's absolutely no greater force on this earth than God's love. Billy Graham said, God proved his love on the cross. When Christ hung and bled and died, it was God saying to the world, I love you. And that's so true. His love for us was shown in the, um, the sending of his only son, Jesus, down here to suffer and die for us. In Ephesians 2, 4, Ephesians 2, 4, it says, But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together in Christ. By grace you have been saved. So this is just another scripture talking about how great the love of God is toward us. That even though we were uh, lost, living in darkness, living in sin, that he sent Jesus for us. In Romans 5, 8, it says, but God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And just think about the worst sinner that you can think of. Jesus died for them. Jesus died for every person that's in prison, for every gang member, for every criminal, for every rapist, for every busybody and every liar. And he died for everyone who offends you, who who uh, insults you. He died for them too. He loves them just as much as he loves you. So if Jesus died for people like that, he loves you and died for you. So we're going to go to the book of 1 John and see what 1 John, John in 1 John says about God's love. In 1 John verse 3, or chapter 3 verse 1, it says, How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God, and that is what we are. That that word lavished is quite a wonderful word, word describing how abundant, how, how awesome, how generous God's love is for us. And because of his great love for us, he's provided a way for us to become his children. And that's just such an awesome and wonderful thing. In 1 John 3.16, it says, This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. We see there again how wonderful God's love is, how abundant, how how awesome, how we can't even comprehend how wonderful God's love is for us. 
in John 4, 9, it says, This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but he loved that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. In other words, the sacrifice that Jesus made made it possible for us to become God's children. That's how much he loves us. It's just so wonderful. And we can, we can be so confident and put such rest and peace and faith and trust in that love. In 1 John 4, 14, it says, And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Uh, verse 15, If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in him and he in God. And so we know and rely on the love of God, the love God has for us. See, that love is so wonderful that we can rely upon it. It's uh it's true, it's faithful, it's dependable. God's love is so trustworthy. So I just want to encourage you that God loves you. He loves every person who has been born on this earth, and we can have confidence in this love. Uh, God proved his love by sending Jesus to us. Despite all of our faults, all of our failures, all of our sin, he looked past that and sacrificed his own son to redeem us. And you just can't beat that. You know, um, we are asked to prove our love for God, not by loving the world, but by obeying his commandments and loving one another. See, God proved his love for us, and he is asking us to prove our love for him. And there are some pretty bold statements made here in the book of 1 John, and they really aren't for the faint of heart because John uh, makes some pretty cut and dry statements, some pretty bold statements, but they're in the Bible, so they are true. So 1 John 2.15 says, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So if we're just tied up with, with uh love of the love of things of this world more than the love of God, it says that the love of God isn't in us. So we need to always be checking our priorities because it's easy to fall in love with the things that are here on this earth <clears throat> with uh, positions and, and just things that we love to do, things that we love to watch on TV, things we love to eat, um, just entertainment or our our pride in our position at work or in, or in society, just these different things can get in the way of our love for God. In 1 John 3.10, it says, this is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Now, this is a really big statement here. He's telling us, this is how you can check things out. And, and I encourage you to check yourself out, not really check other people out, but check yourself out. Anyone who does not do what is right is not a child of God, nor is anyone who does not love his brother. So he's telling us two things there that are a sign that you are a child of God and the love of God is in you. If the love of God is in you. You're going to be doing what is right and you are going to be loving your brothers and sisters in the Lord. Verse 11, it says, this is the message you heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Do not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. So he was jealous. 
Do not be surprised, my brothers, if the world hates you. Verse 14, we know that we have passed from death to life, or we know that we're saved because we love our brothers. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life in him. Well, we think, well, I've never murdered anybody, so that doesn't apply to me. But Jesus in uh, the book of Matthew talks about um, people that call their brothers or sisters names or uh, calls them worthless. It says that they are the same as murderers. So the way we treat our brothers and sisters in the Lord shows a lot about our love for God and our fellowship with him. Um, in Matthew 5, 21, which is where I was talking about Matthew 5, 21, it says, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not murder and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with his brother will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to his brother, Raka, is answerable to the Sanhedrin. That That is meaning, you know, you're calling them worthless, a worthless person. And the Sanhedrin was a, a ruling party or judging party back then. And it says, anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. So right here, we can see how, how important it is how we treat people. And when you call people names, um, you don't really think a lot of times anything of it. You know, it's no big deal. I just called them a name and they didn't hear me call them a name. But the Bible says that you're the same as a murderer. So that puts some pretty serious consequences on what we do and what we say about our brothers and sisters. Verse 16, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? Dear children, let us not love with words or tongues, but with actions and in truth. So the Bible's really clear that if we're in Christ, we're going, and if we're walking in love, we're going to be taking care of each other. Now, this of course doesn't mean that we need to be, um, a sucker for every scam artist that comes along. I've known plenty of people, and as, as pastors, we have to screen people that are asking for help. And there's a lot of scam artists out there, and there's a lot of people who use people um, just to get money. Um, there was a there's a shopping center near us called Gravoy Bluffs, and for years there was uh, a person sitting out on the parking lot, you know, off and on, a lot of times during the summer, sometimes during the dead of winter in a wheelchair just out in the middle of the parking lot. And I asked somebody in one of the stores one time, I said, do you know anything about that person that sits out there a lot of times in a wheelchair? And they said, oh, the police have been there several times. It's just a scam artist that, that, and it's not the same person all the time. Different people takes turn, take turns sitting in that wheelchair and people come up to that person and give them all kinds of money. And then they get in their car and leave. It says, it says it's just a scam. So, we have to be really careful um, that we give to people who are really deserving um, and really be careful and really seek the Lord because a lot of times Christians have very tender hearts and very giving hearts and a lot of times they're taken advantage of. So it's really important to give to people, give to people who need, but be very wise in doing it. Then 1 John 4 verse 7 says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. 
Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. See, loving people is a sign that we love God or results in loving God. Whoever does not love God does not know God because God is love. And that is a really, really, really one of, one of the biggest statements in the whole Bible, that if we do not love each other, it shows that we don't love God because God is love. Verse 9, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but he, that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one, another's, one another. Uh, no one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. So just think about the opposite. If we're not loving uh, others, then God uh, might not be living in us or, or at least his love isn't complete in us. And we want, we want to uh, be all that God wants us to be. And we want to be pleasing to him. First John 4 verse 16 says, God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. So if we live in love with other people, it shows that we have fellowship with God. And if we don't, if we don't love uh, other people, if we're always, um, holding grudges or gossiping or whatever, or, or backbiting or, you know, uh, being rude, it shows that God's, God's love doesn't live in us. And we, do, and it shows that we don't have fellowship with God. And, and that's a much, you know, a lot of times, you know, groups of Christian are drawn to people who say that they're prophets or, or whatever, but a sure sign that person has fellowship with God is that they walk in love. In verse 17, in this way, love is made complete among us so that we can have confidence on the day of judgment because in this world we are like him. So when we walk in love, we can have confidence of eternal life because it, it's, it's, it's a demonstration that we have fellowship with God and that we're born again. First uh, John four nineteen. it just keeps going on and on. It, it really tells us uh, the way it really is. First John four nineteen. we love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. And remember what we read earlier that, you know, if we call people names, we're hating our brother and we're a murderer. Um, so, and we have to be careful not to be hooked up with people that are always calling people names and cheering them on or laughing about it because those people are committing the act of murder in God's eyes. So we don't need to be hooked up with that. Um, if anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, who he has not seen. And he has given us the, this command, whoever loves God must also love his brother. Isn't that astounding and, and uh, really uh, sobering? And chapter 5, we're just going to keep on reading. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. And this is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. This is love for God to obey his commands, and his commands are not burdensome. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. 
This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Um, so it's kind of like, uh, have you ever seen a flow chart or a flow chart that's a circular flow chart? Well, first of all, we believe in Jesus and then we're born of God and we love the father. And because we love the father, we love his children. And because we love the father, we carry out his commands and all that ends up showing that we believe in Jesus and that we're born of God. It just kind of goes around and around and they're all connected and they're all very, very important. So we can see that God loves us. He proved his love by sending Jesus to take the punishment for our sins. Salvation is a free gift. We can't earn it by loving other people. It's given to those people who believe and put their trust in Jesus. But when we are Christians, we are commanded to prove or show our love for God. And a lot of times we don't really think of that. You know, we know that God proved his love for us by sending Jesus But God tells us in the word of God that we also need to prove our love for God by not loving the world, by obeying his commands, and by loving one another. And these things, that those three things are the result of loving God and having fellowship with him. So if you haven't been proving that you're a Christian by doing these things, the Bible says the love of God is not in you and you do not have fellowship with him. So it's really, really simple to remedy this. We just repent of our sins. We, you know, go to God and say, you know, gee, I've, I've been on the wrong track. I've kind of got gotten, gotten kind of sidetracked here. I've gotten grumbly. I've gotten hateful toward people. I've, you know, not been forgiving them. I've been holding grudges and I need to get myself straightened out. I repent of my sins. I ask you, Father, to forgive me and I ask you, Father, to help me live in a way that's pleasing to you. And I'll guarantee you that God will do it. He will help you live in a way that is pleasing to you, to him. So if you've never turned to Jesus Christ, if you never have had him as your Lord and Savior, I just encourage you to turn to Jesus today. Repent of your sins and make him your Lord and Savior. And just put your trust, your confidence, your hope in him. And he will completely and totally change your life. And I just encourage you, if you do that, to uh, send us a a text message, a a message on the Facebook or YouTube, wherever you're watching this at, or email us and just let us know that you've made a decision for Christ. And we would love to send you some information. We'd love to send you a Bible. So I hope you enjoyed this. And um, I think we'll have one more session on 1 John next week. So uh, bye-bye.